The only thing that has never changed for as long as marketing has existed is that all you need is to know how to find or cultivate an audience, write a message that attracts curiosity and attention long enough to present a tailored offer. Yeah. No matter what happens, if Facebook shut down next year, if Google slapped us all again and increased their prices you know, by 50%, as long as you know how to do those things, whatever new platform comes along, you're going to be able to have success on it. Are you a private practice owner looking to get new patient leads on autopilot, freeing up your time to do the things in life you really want to do? I'm Christine Walker, and on this podcast, I share how I've grown my own practice and hundreds of others by generating patients on demand, getting business owners out of the treatment room, taking better care of themselves, and spending more time with their families. If you'd like to chat about how we can get you new patients on autopilot from your website, then visit freewebsitecall.com. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Patients on Demand. I'm excited to continue some of these awesome podcast interviews we've had for 2020 here in December because we are talking about 2021 and I've had some amazing guests and you are getting another real amazing gem of a marketer tonight in Jordan Mather from The Clinical Marketer. And if you don't know who he is, well, you are missing out because he's doing a lot of what other people are afraid to teach you. You may see all those ads and all the agencies popping up that want to spend a lot of your money to do your marketing for you, especially when it comes to Facebook ads. Jordan, well, he's the exact opposite. He actually wants to teach you how to do it all in-house. And I'm so excited to share this with you tonight because there is a good portion of our listeners who need to still be the, have this in-house. They don't have $2,000 plus a month to check out at agencies um, to do their marketing and do their Facebook ads. They just need stuff to get them rolling, get them started, and keep it in-house. So, Jordan, welcome. Anything else you want to share with our listeners? Like, Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, you've been, well, on your, you've been on some of our stuff before, but I don't think you. I think this is your first podcast episode. Is that right? I think it, I think it might be. If it's not, it's the second, and the first one might have been like a year ago. I don't okay, know. <laughs> we've definitely done a lot of stuff though. I can't remember all the uh, the stuff we've done and where it's been distributed. To be blatantly honest, right. <laughs> <laughs> we've definitely changed it up a lot. But I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on here. As you know, you said I help practices take their marketing in house because. I've been helping physical therapists exclusively for over eight years, and I know how easy patient acquisition actually is if someone just shows you how to do it, particularly with Facebook ads. And I've done it with Google ads, YouTube, Instagram, referral marketing, any kind of marketing you can think of. I'm certified in and have done it successfully, but nothing's quite as effective as Facebook ads. And with all of this, these new agencies that are popping up that have no experience, not just in physical therapy, but with marketing in general, just because of some changes that are happening in the market. I thought it was more important now than ever, especially with COVID and, you know, the uncertainty in the world to teach people the frameworks that allow them to grow their businesses without having to rely on outside help that's, you know, most people are getting burned by anyway. So that, that's what it's all about at the market. Yeah, absolutely. You bring up a great point, which is something I've always talked about a lot. Um, when it comes to websites, it's like, who owns your business? And in some sense, it's when it comes to your marketing, who owns your marketing, right? Like if you're, a clinic that only gets referrals from doctors or only gets referrals from the gym you're in or only gets referrals from word of mouth. Like you don't actually own your business, your patients because maybe own your business because you're totally dependent on word of mouth 
Or maybe those doctors, if you're an insurance clinic, own your business because you're completely reliant. You can't generate stuff on your own. It's kind of the same thing here, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's it's exactly the same thing. We're both definitely like two sides of the same coin with the things that we are out there teaching. And you're right. People don't own the traffic to their businesses, which is really, really scary, especially when you don't know if your referral sources are even going to be open or you can't do those in-person workshops. And you know, what we call the agency loop of terror, it's a really obnoxious marketing name, but everyone who works with agencies, typically the average lifetime value or to length of a time that agencies work, particularly physical therapists, is three months. Three months is the average. And that's that's not just like me making that up. That is what is taught to all these coaching programs that teach people how to launch agencies. What they teach you is that you can expect a client to stick around for three months. And that's a pause. That's a that's them closing clients, knowing the framework that get people to buy, but knowing that they can't deliver on. And that's what ultimately right. And that's what made me pivot our entire business to be like, okay, like don't hire agencies. Learn how to do this stuff yourself so that when it does come time to do that, you're in a position of power and you already have a system that works. You can just say, like, here's the system, don't break it. That that's that's kind of what it's about here. Well, and I can speak from personal experience. Um, Jordan's been running my Facebook ads now for over three months. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and they've been, they've been very effective for helping me grow my business. So he's been teaching me and we've been getting that going and it's awesome. It's awesome stuff. So I'm excited for what he's going to share tonight. So tell us what you've got for us tonight. Yeah. So basically, our whole mission moving into 2021 is to help as many practice, specifically a thousand practices take their marketing in-house because that, in my opinion, is the only way to future-proof your business by learning how to not only attract people who are looking for physical therapy, which is a lot of what you do, finding the people that like know they are looking for a physical therapist and convert them, but how to change the public's perception of what physical therapy is by learning the the marketing fundamentals that allow you to build an audience and to get people who might not have known what physical therapy is interested in physical therapy. Because those things are actually really easy to do. And a reason why a lot of practices or PTs hate marketing is because all of these coaches and these agencies have tricked people into thinking that Facebook ads is marketing or Google ads is marketing. And it's not. Those are just mediums to deliver marketing. The marketing part is actually a ton of fun when someone actually tells you what it is. And it's the ability to creatively describe a problem. And PTs love doing that. You love talking about the problems that you help people with. And that's all marketing is, is describing problems in creative ways to make people perceive you as having the best solution for that problem. Oh my gosh, it's so true. We're going through one of our newest programs, Kickstart program, where we like work through people. We basically build their websites and we, we, we work through just four planning calls with them in a group setting. We had that discussion today. I mean, it's like, no, no, no. You can say this in eight different ways. You don't just have to say active women. Like, who else are they? Who else are they? And once you see the light bulb start going off for people, it's amazing. It's amazing when they actually start to have fun with that creative aspect. I love that you brought that up. Right. Once you kind of like, and we found that too, one of like people's favorite exercises that we do with them is basically a pro- exercise that teaches you to think so much deeper about the problems you solve. Because a lot of them, as you know, they'll say something very generic. Like, we help active adults return to the activities they love without painkillers, injections, or surgery. Everyone says that. 
And therefore, no one outside of physical therapy, like the general public, have no clue like what the differences are between different treatments. And we got to like people, once you start peeling back the layers on why people actually buy physical therapy and the benefits that you actually physical therapy helps people with, it really like opens people's minds. Like a lot of people don't realize that you're not just treating back pain. Okay. There's a multitude of deeper, more emotionally charged problems that are caused because of that back pain. And that's what you sell them on. And that's how you create really compelling messaging. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, you've convinced me I should probably have my marketing in-house. What do I need to do? Like, talk me through the steps for everybody. Right. Okay. So number one is don't let me or anyone else tell you what marketing platform is the best one, what the best opportunity is, and how much money you're leaving on the table. All that's garbage. You can have success with every single marketing strategy there is. That's why there's coaches on it, because every single one can work. You just have to find the one that makes the most sense for you. So before you come to me and ask me to help you with Facebook ads, well, first consider, is that where your people are? With four, almost five billion act, multi-active users, I'm pretty darn sure that they are on Facebook, but there, there might be more opportunities that make more sense for you. Maybe you love creating video content. You're great at creating video content. Although Facebook is a great platform for that, maybe YouTube is a better avenue for you. And you know, uh, Tony Maritato, he's doing insane things with YouTube. So you got to really think like, who is your ideal patient? Not, you know, people with back pain, not just general orthopedic people, but think about like, who is your most ideal patient? Is it a mom who stays home and is basically the champion of her whole household with the world on her shoulders? Like, is that your avatar? Where is she hanging out? What blogs is she listening to? What blogs is she subscribed to? What Facebook groups is she in? What podcast is she listening to? A lot of moms into the podcast. Right. So before, before you do anything, you need to figure out where your people are hanging out and which marketing medium are you going to be able to dedicate a little bit of time to every single week to grow your business? And if you can't work on it every single week, then no matter how big of an opportunity it could be, that's not for you because you're not going to stick with it and you're going to get mediocre results. Find the thing that you can get passionate about and then dive all in. That's that's step one. I always add to, you got to be passionate about it, but it's also got to bring the life you want. Mm-hmm. Because like I could have, I was super passionate about working with gymnasts, but like I wasn't going to be able to build a business off just gymnastics injuries in Charlotte and have a clinic that I could quit my PRN job. Like that's not, that's not possible. Like mm-hmm. I can't build a business around it. So it's like, you have to be realistic. It's like, what's your really your end goal? It's like what you're passionate about, but also what can you build the life you want around? Like if you only, if, if like my biggest thing was, I just want to work with gymnasts and I'm okay. If I only have two to three patients a week and I make what I make and I'm still going to work at the hospital and that makes me happy, then fine. But like, I knew that wasn't going to make me happy. And that's such an important thing for people because everyone, a lot of people do get hung up on the avatar. Everyone gets like, Oh, I have to have an avatar. But everyone gets hung up on it because they're not really sure what it means. You hit it on its head. Like your avatar doesn't need to be the thing that you're the most passionate about. The, there's the other components that you need to think about is like, you know, what's the lowest hanging fruit? Can I build a business off of that person? And maybe you could, like, people can build a business off of focusing on gymnasts, but maybe that's not where you should start your practice. It's maybe not going to be just seeing patients. <laughs> right, right. Build some momentum, get some wins, right. so you can get some wins. This is all like pre, you know, reaching out to people online and before telehealth was acceptable. <laughs> right, right, right. Totally. Yeah. No, but exactly. Like, my favorite's CrossFitters. Everybody wants to work with CrossFitters. And I'm like, do you realize how hard it is to work with CrossFitters? Mm-hmm. They right. are always in pain. They don't ever stop. And 
to be honest, they're usually kind of cheap. They don't invest in themselves a lot. I don't mean, you know, like they they invest in their CrossFit membership and beyond that, it's like the clothing to go with it. Or they're the, the kind of people that are just like, just give me some exercises to make this feel better. And then I'm, I'm going to be out of your hair. Right. Come for like one, one and done, visit. one and done eagles. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So super important that you nail down your avatar, but let, let's assume that everyone knows who they want to work with, which customer has the greatest lifetime value for their people. Uh, the next thing, once you figure out like, okay, I'm going to choose to go through Facebook. And personally, we, we choose to go through Facebook because like I said, we've done this for eight years. And right now, Facebook is the golden age of Facebook. It's never going to be cheaper. Right now, it's the fastest and most surefire way to get people in your door quickly. Uh, and that we discovered that historically, if you've followed my content for a long time, I'm a Google Ads person. All my certifications, although I do have certifications with Facebook ads, all of mine were in Google Ads because I thought that still think it's the coolest thing. But what we realized when we're running and working with one of the larger media groups with NPT, we're working with some really big brands with big marketing teams, executive teams, like they, they had some serious budget to spend. And we're advertising on Instagram, YouTube, the whole nine yards. And what we found was 80% of the results all came from Facebook ads, but required like less than 20% of the work. Nice. Which is right. So beautiful. So we doubled down and went all in on Facebook. And after you know, the last 12 months, we've moved away from the agency stuff, as I said, and just started teaching this to people and people that had no business ever running Facebook ads or doing anything technical. Like even they're able to figure this stuff out and have a lot of success with it, which goes to show just how powerful Facebook is right now. And as I said, you know, it's never going to be cheaper. So if you go with Facebook ads, once you know who it is you're going after, the most important thing, the most important thing anyone needs to worry about is making sure that their messaging is spot on. Okay. This differs from the messaging that you put on, say, a website. And correct me if I'm wrong, but for the most part, everything that goes on your website is generally tailored towards the people who are already kind of looking for physical therapy. And because a lot of them come from Google traffic, people have to type in search queries regarding physical therapy or some sort of pain to bring up the website. Versus- yeah, usually it's either they're searching for PT or they're searching for solutions around a pain or problem they assume they already have. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. In other words, they're already acutely aware that something is going on. Right. Okay. So I'd say they're generally a little bit further in the buying process than say people on Facebook. Oh, a Facebook lead. Like when I talk about websites, it's, Hey, those people who are looking for physical therapy, they're hot, warm leads. Like they just are, they're already looking for what you offer. The people who are looking for a solution to say back pain, neck pain, you know, any problem from women's health to oncology to geriatrics, whatever, they're looking for those types of problems. When you're advertising on Facebook, you're advertising to people who aren't looking to solve their problem right now. They are like the coldest of the cold because they go on Facebook in order to distract themselves from their problems, not to find a solution to fix them. Mm -hmm. So you're really having to interrupt them pretty severely and to get it to work, you've basically got to take them out of this like, this is a dopamine hit and makes me feel good to, I'm actually going to consider thinking about problems I have in my life with it. I mean, talk about a huge shift. Like that's a huge mountain to climb on Facebook. Definitely. Definitely. But it's so much easier than people think. All it requires is asking the right question. I know that's like a massive oversimplification, but that's really what it is. Uh, most practices when they come to us and they're wondering like, you know, Facebook doesn't work. I can't, you know, this, I'm not, I'm getting horrible leads or something like that. 
it's always a messaging problem. Nine times out of 10, it's a messaging problem. Um, because like you said, on Facebook, people are there to literally not pay attention to anything. Like most of us have, we're probably just scrolling on our phones within the last 15 minutes, but you have no idea what the heck you looked at during that time. You have no idea. No clue. So, right. <laughs> so it's so important that you are able to interrupt them and get them to be almost stunned and impressed by how accurately you can describe their problem. So if you just call out back pain, we're having a back pain special or free back pain assessment, that's not going to stop anyone in their tracks because it is so not personal. It's not authentic. On Facebook, that, that's part of the trick. That might work on your website and it does work on your website. We have people who do really well with that. But once again, it, they're a different type of audience. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's all about controlling perception because if you're marketing physical therapy on, on Facebook to people who are only problem aware, they're not in the information searching phase or the buying phase yet. They have no, they probably have no idea of what physical therapy is. Okay. So you're advertising to a really big bucket of people. You create that interest and you create that intrigue in physical therapy by asking such a specific question. They're like, Oh my gosh, this person really knows me. And then therefore you are perceived to have the best solution for that thing. So just to kind of reiterate that the person who can describe the problem the best to consumers is always perceived to have the best solution. So in the very first line of all of our ads and the first thing that we test ever are yes or no questions that only our dream customer would say yes to. So for example, if I'm targeting CrossFitters who are having a hard time, you know, doing their bench press or overhead lifts because of their intense shoulder pain, one headline that worked exceptionally well was are you avoiding the infamous bench press? So the key to not just Facebook, but with your websites, with your Google, with any marketing you're ever doing is being able to describe those problems better than anyone else. So if you think the problem you solve is back pain, ask yourself, why is back pain a problem for my specific avatar? My avatar is a stay-at-home mom who has four kids and drives you know, an Escalade. What is the problem created by that back pain? Okay, maybe it's it's... Her back kills her driving to and from school every single day. Okay. Why is that a problem? Because it makes her ornery all day because, you know, she has this nagging pain. Okay. Those are the problems that you need to think about. And those are the problems you think that you talk about because the people that have back pain, even though you didn't mention back pain, they're like, Oh my gosh, I know what this person's talking about. And that kind of like, like, whoa factor that's created by that. That's what gets people that have no idea what physical therapy is to all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, like I need to work with you because you get me. So my understanding, you're right. When we're advertising on Facebook, we're really starting with yes questions in order to interrupt the ice cold iceberg that is mm-hmm. Facebook, you know, lead gen and just the fact that everybody's trying to have fun on Facebook, not think about their problems. So we're right. asking relatable questions to get their attention. And that's the better way to interrupt them than something, say like a free back assessment. Or a free right. what neck quiz or a like PDFs even like or even yeah or even like let me ask even like a free twenty seven dollar visit yes like even like there, there's a order that people go through while while they're making a purchase number one before they even care what your offer is like the biology of it is we have something called the hippocampus in our brain which is in charge of throwing out red flags and all the stuff that is in our environment that stops us from paying attention to it it's just like. This is either going to waste my time or it's not. And it all happens subconsciously. Well, and otherwise our brains would explode. Like this is right. good that our brains like try to push things out, but that makes right. a huge challenge for us as marketers. Exactly. So the whole 
purpose of that first question, that headline, it's called the relatability statement, or we call it the relatability statement. The whole point of that question is to bypass the hippocampus that basically tells us subconsciously that this isn't like anyone else. This person understands my problem and therefore isn't going to waste my time. So they're going to teach me something that I don't know about yet. So that hooks their attention for, you know, the three seconds needed to be able to present them with an offer. And if that offer on Facebook is a free discovery visit or a free movement assessment, and that person doesn't understand what a movement assessment is, they're never going to take it. So the core to all of this stuff and what, you know, gets people so excited and shows them how easy Facebook ads actually are, all it really is, is asking a really good question and presenting an offer that someone that doesn't get physical therapy can understand. If you can do those two things, you can have a ton of success with doing this. And it's crazy because some people are actually like upset when I show them how easy it is to manage this kind of stuff because they were just paying, you know, $2,500 a month for an agency to do this for them. And they could have easily done it themselves this entire time because there's nothing complicated about setting up the campaigns themselves. The only thing that really like you need to put all your thought into is the right question and that right offer. Those having those two things alone will make you a, an expert marketer and expert advertiser. You don't need to know how to use the Facebook ads. You don't need to know how to use Google ads. If you just know how to write good messaging and create a good offer, you're an expert advertiser. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've learned that the hard way too. And that's, that's what I think. Like, I think I have, you know, a lot of different reasons for 2021. Why I think it's so important for people to just learn how to do this stuff is because we don't know like what's going to happen with all this stuff. We don't know if we're going to have to go, if there's going to be another lockdown, we have to go online. We don't know if we're going to be getting these referrals. And I'm, I'm a little biased in my beliefs around this because I've literally been like self-employed since I was 19 years old. And the only reason I've been able to maintain doing that, didn't have to get some other like side job to make money is because I learned how to one, like build an audience through messaging and how to ask them like what it is that they actually want. And as long as you know how to craft a message and put it in front of an audience with some sort of tailored offer that people are interested in, as long as you know how to do that, no matter what happens, you are one of the most valuable people and has one of the most valuable skills in the entire world to know how to cultivate an audience, how to craft a message and deliver an offer to them. If you know how to do those things, you are... You'll never work for someone again. I mean, and that's the truth because, you know, even say your current business didn't work out, you would just pivot to another one. Because you have the skills to be able to do so. I've gone through like, yeah, I teach you over 10 businesses. I, I teach you about how many businesses, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. All, all the failed businesses is a message. Not really failure. Right. All, all it is is a message that you tested. And if that message didn't work, try the next one until it works. And that's, that's all it is. So that, that's kind of the gift that I want to give practice owners because there's an insane level of confidence that comes from knowing like if it comes down to it I know exactly how to get a customer and I think that's huge moving into 2021 because not only is this big for getting patients to your clinic but let's say you do have to shut down or let's say you do want to diversify and go online like you still have to have these skills to be able to accomplish it right it's like this isn't just fueling your clinic this is fueling other ventures that when if you learn to do this right you're fueling other ventures you could be doing in the future whether if you're forced to because of the world situation or whether you just choose to because of the lifestyle you're trying to create or the businesses you're trying to grow. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Facebook, 
your website, the channel that you're advertising through doesn't matter. The only thing that has never changed for as long as marketing has existed is that all you need is to know how to find or cultivate an audience, write a message that attracts curiosity and attention long enough to present a tailored offer. Yeah. No matter what happens, if Facebook shut down next year, if Google slapped us all again and increased their prices, you know, by 50%, as long as you know how to do those things, whatever new platform comes along, you're going to be able to have success on it. Right. That's, that's what I want to, I don't care if you use Facebook or not, but every single entrepreneur out there needs to know how to do these things. Right. It's, it's so important, especially with such uncertainty in the world. We have this clinical market is kind of built around this message that you can't outsource what you can't do. And if you continue to outsource something that you don't know how to do, you're never going to be able to have expectations of what success looks like. You're never going to be able to, you know, say like, okay, this messaging isn't going to work or you're never going to be able to effectively, you know, figure out if someone's a good fit and you're never going to know if you're doing as well as you could be until you understand how it works yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'll totally pull this on the flip side. Even if you are at the point where you think, you do need help and need to outsource getting it. If you don't understand what you're asking for, it's going to be really hard to get what you want. I think that's something you and I have just been really big about in our companies is even with the clients we work with and we do all of their website building, it's like we're still teaching you along the way why we're doing it the way we're doing it. Right. Which I think is so important. And, you know, down to our, on the opposite end of the spectrum, when we literally just teach it all to you and, let you go build it yourself, right? It's the same thing. It's like, you've got to understand why this works. Right. I, I even like, if we do all the tech stuff for you, you've got to understand why this works. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think that's just a part that a lot of people don't understand. They, they don't understand enough before they're passing it on. Right. Like you wouldn't hire a front office admin if you had no idea of what their job was. And you're just like, okay, you got the job, like. Like you'd never hire a front person admin that's never called called somebody, like picked up the phone and answered a phone at a business. Right, or, or at least have like some guidance, like okay, here's what you say. Like if they ask this, here's what you do. Like if you don't have those things, you shouldn't be hiring someone because it's just it's going to have those three month expiration dates on them where it's going to be like, you know, these there's not a lot of synergy here. It's not working out. And what there's a couple there's this one message I saw as a thread and it. I was smart enough not to comment my thoughts on it. Um, it was a, it was an APTA conversation you around a, like, you can get a you be represented well by the APTA. And one, uh, uh, several of the comments were something like, you know, the public has no idea what physical therapy does. Like the APTA is not doing anything to like change the public's perception. And that being someone who's like my entire life, I've always been like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. I don't count on other people to figure things out for me. That like blew my mind. I'm like, can you imagine how differently the public would, could and would perceive physical therapy if there's just a bunch of incredibly good physical therapist marketers that are out there? Right now, the public has no idea what physical therapy is because physical therapy business owners are hiring agencies that don't know what the hell they're talking about to run their ads and be in control of what their brand's message is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's, we, we see it a lot because when we get clients who come from agencies, whether they're agencies, website agencies related to physical therapy or not, I mean, it's just embarrassing. <laughs> it is. Um, it like is. It, it's embarrassed and they're embarrassed. They're like, I know this doesn't talk about me or what I do in the right way. 
it's like, but they said they did PT website. So they said they could be right. on my website. And, and I think that's, that's, it, it, it's like no shame, guys. We all made those bad decisions, like myself included, all made them. But there is a crucial part in having somebody understand what you do or how to market what you do. And, um, you, you can't forget that when you're looking for solutions to your business problems <laughs> is, is to keep those, keep those things in mind. And I think, you know, the whole thing about physical therapy, nobody knows what it is. Well, that's on us as physical therapists, not just business owners. I'm going to declare that's on all of us as a physical therapist. I don't care if you're an APGA member or not. That's on us. But I think it's also on us to realize they don't really care if we're physical therapists or not, to be blatantly honest. Right. They just care if we solve their problem. Right. And we need to get over ourselves to the point where this isn't a crusade about physical therapy. This is a crusade about helping people. And deep down, they don't give a rip if we help them. Their massage therapist helps them. Their chiropractor helps them. Their physician helps them. Their surgeon helps them. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all about solutions to problems. And I think we, um, I know that'll ruffle some feathers, but they really don't care if we're physical therapists or not, or if they even understand what physical therapy is. They, they don't. It's, did you fix me? Did you help me? Did you serve me well? Did you walk along with me in this journey that I'm struggling with right now? Nice. That's what matters. That's what they remember. Hopefully you can educate them a little bit. So they at least claim their physical therapist did it. But you know, <laughs> if they still keep calling you an OT or a massage or personal trainer. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Do your duty well. Right. I think that's what all, all the focus needs to be around for any single PT. To, to get better at describing the problems that you solve. And a little exercise that's very eye-opening for people is try to write a list of at least 50 benefits that people get from your care. Like pick your avatar. Let's say it's, you know, stay-at-home wives with back pain. Write 50 reasons that that person came in and saw you for your back pain treatment, whatever it is. Write 50 reasons that you benefit them. And you're going to get stuck at 10. It will be pretty easy. 20 will be a stretch. 20 to 50 is going to, you're going to really have to dig deep. You're going to get stuck, but you're going to start to realize like, Oh my God, like I help people so much more than I thought I did. You're going to have all these new angles to think about and hit your messaging and you know, how you talk about your problems at your workshops, your online workshops, or in your courses, your website and your the ones that will relate most are the ones in the, 20 to 50 ranks. Those are the ones that are the gold, the ones you come up with then. Mm -hmm. Here's another, like if I haven't given you enough reasons to like really nail down uh, your messaging, I know you know all this stuff. We could rip down this stuff all day. But if you're listening to this and you need one more reason to dedicate at least 15 minutes a day to coming up with new ways to describe your problem, the only difference between you charging $100, $150. only difference between you and the people charging $250 is their ability to describe the problem. Or They're not better clinicians. I got friends at 350 Dang. Yeah, right? They're not necessarily better clinicians. They're just much better at describing the problems they help people with. That's the only difference. So if you want to make the, like the big, the big bucks per hour or per session, get really, really good at describing how you help people. Yep. Absolutely. You nailed it on the head. So let me give a little summary for everybody. The four points we went over. So in-house marketing is really important right now. You have to have some base level understanding of what you're doing and bringing it in-house actually leverages a lot more of your ability as a PT to actually know what your patients say and what they relate to, especially with 2020 around and whether or not you want to pivot to different markets 
just understanding your marketing in-house is huge. Huge. You need to figure out when you're ready for paid ads. Do you have any like exact recommendations for people on that? Yeah, totally. Um, so this, this goes around, I get this question a lot and I've answered it a couple different ways. And what I've kind of decided is if you currently have a coach, if you have someone who's currently helping you with a marketing strategy, because when I say that I 100% believe any marketing strategy can work as long as you want it to work and decide that it's going to work, it will. So if you currently work with someone else who's helping you with your marketing, continue to do that. Don't can try to do more than one thing at, at a time. Focus. You don't want all your eggs in one marketing basket. You need to focus on one basket at a time. I okay. agree. You got to like get a grasp on one and then move to the next one. Right. But don't forget to don't stop doing the first one. That's what I see a lot. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I figured out Facebook ads and I'll just let them run. And they like forget right. about them. And they're trying to now do email marketing. And I'm like, no, no, no. Keep doing the thing that was working. Mm -hmm. Just now you have the capacity because it's running smoothly to do the next one. We follow the PT's framework is discover your pathway, test it, then scale it if it works. So focus on one through website, focus on it, test it, scale it, then um, systematize it, then hand it off. Go on to the next one. Facebook ads. Test it. Facebook ads the pathway. You test it. You scale it. You systematize it. Hand it off. And you just keep doing that. And that, that's how you go about it. So if you don't currently have a coach, you're wondering, is, you know, am I ready for Facebook ads? If you have been, I think a good safe rule of thumb is if you've been in practice for, you know, six to 12 months, if you know enough about your avatar to be able to accurately describe their problems and understand who they are and craft a message that makes sense for them, I'd say you're ready because it is not expensive to run Facebook ads. You can run them $10 a day for 30 days. $300, that is not a whole lot. And if you have someone who already knows what they're doing, show you how to do it, and you don't go through the big experimentation, do it myself phase. And you don't waste a lot of time as long as you have a guide, right? right? Don't experiment with yourself if you don't have a budget that you're willing to lose. If you have a budget and you want to experiment with it, go find someone like me, or there's a dozen other people that can show you ways that will work. Others, some better than others, but have someone show you how to do it. Unless if you want an experiment, figure it out yourself. I get that. I can, I can resonate with that a little bit. Um, but just know that time is infinitely more valuable than your money. And you got to also be willing to do better. Money. Right. That was a long way. Well, you either lose your money by testing or you guarantee success by investing with somebody else who can show you. So, I mean, you can't, you don't have, like, there really isn't another option. Right. So we talked about how website marketing is a bit towards, I'd say, cold and warmer leads, whereas right. Facebook marketing is to the cold, cold, cold leads who aren't even paying attention at the moment, which makes it a lot different. You have to approach it slightly different than you do with your marketing on your website. And then we hammered through a lot of how to craft your message for people who are only aware of their problem and aren't actually looking to buy, like those people who are on Facebook, they aren't looking on Facebook for physical therapy or back pain solutions. But if you craft your message the right way, then you can successfully interrupt their day with a good offer that they will take. Does that sound right? Is there anything else we should add for people looking to bring stuff in house in 2021? Gosh. Yeah. I'm, there's a lot that we don't, don't have time for, but as long as you, know who it is you're trying to market to. And unlike your website where I, I feel like you need to be a little bit more general towards those people who are looking for PT, like 
when you're advertising on Facebook or any other marketing platform, you can have so many different campaigns, which means you can target different people at a time. Yeah. So it's important to have one person in mind. Think of, you know, deeply on your messaging because, and there's, as I said, a thousand reasons to get really good at doing that, whether you're going to run Facebook ads or not. But if you can craft a good message, Facebook ads are incredibly easy. I've seen it time and time again where people go from never being able to figure this stuff out to all of a sudden having a ton of success within just a matter of days just because they asked the right question. So yeah. a ton of time on. Yeah, I think a great example of that is like on your website, you might be focusing on back pain, but on Facebook, you might be focusing, like you said, on that middle-aged mom with back pain. That's more specific. That's like way more specific than back pain on your website. Right. So you do that because of how your campaigns work. You can target so much more down, which is why it works. When you're targeting like the whole back pain assessment kind of idea, it's you're like, it's way too broad for anybody to give up their time on Facebook. Right. And you got to think a little bit about how Facebook works. I won't go too deep on this right now because I could talk about it for a while, but Facebook with the reason it has almost 5 billion monthly active users isn't because it's the most entertaining system that's out there. I mean, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram definitely are extremely engaging, but they're not as big as Facebook because the amount of data that they have makes them the best predictor of human behavior on the planet which is scary. There's a lot of like controversy around it, but that's why it's such a powerful advertising platform. Okay. If you ask a very specific question that almost describes someone's like innate behavior and how they actually function and how they think, Facebook knows that. If you just talk about back pain or it's like a free back pain assessment, Facebook isn't going to be able to show it to the right people. It's going to show it to a much broader breadth of people. But if you can ask very specific questions, Facebook is stupid good at finding the people that think like that. Love it. Love it. Love it. So much to think about in 2021. If people yeah. want to get in touch with you, want to learn more from you on how they can bring their stuff in house and about Facebook marketing, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Mm. Go join my group, clinical marketer, Facebook strategies for PTs. Uh, we, every single thing that we've ever done for our clients or that we do for our students, we're sharing the absolute best of those strategies in that group. Uh, oh, it's a man. very, very actionable program. And like I said, our goal is to help a thousand practices take their marketing in-house. And we have an insane number of free resources to help people do that. That's incredible. Incredible. So everyone go check that out. We'll get that in the show, uh, show notes as well. And, uh, Jordan, thanks for hanging out with me. I know it was a late night. We both had to wear our blue light glasses <laughs> out a little bit. And I know we could geek out for two more hours, but we'll have to save that for another time. You'll have to come back on the show. Appreciate it tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's always so much fun riffing with you and talking marketing with you. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, everybody. That's been another episode of Patients on Demand. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Patients on Demand. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you need to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want about getting new patients or growing your practice. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram and name. Then listen in to hear your questions answered live, raw and uncut. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Patients on Demand.